um, by Daniel, <laughs> The Rook, by Daniel O'Malley. And um, what else am I supposed to say? Okay, did we like it? Did we not like it? Why? Why not? Any, any immediate reactions to the book as a whole? Well, I thought the premise was good, but I'm 40% of the way through this thing, and nothing's happened. Well, some things have happened, but, I mean, it's like, I hate books like this. They just start so darn slow, and I, I, I'm, I'm, it's like I'm sitting there, and I'm, and I'm clapping my hands, and I'm going, come on, come on, come on, get going, get going. And, you know, it's just like, it's not going anywhere. There's supposed to be this big threat, and that, you know, there's there's nothing happening yet, and I'm 40% through the book. Yeah, I agree with Anne. I really liked it. For Once it got going, I re <clears throat> excuse me. Once it got going, I really liked it, but it sure took a long time to get going. I'm just the opposite. I like the beginning because you wonder, well, who is this person and what happened to her? And is she going to, how is she going to fit into this new identity and this new situation? I, I think that we probably, I know the guy was born in Michigan, but come on. This is purely British humor. It's very much in the Doctor Who vein, only more extreme. And I know I'm supposed to be side-splitting through the whole thing at the meetings when people stand on one hand and, and curl themselves around each other, you know, curl their legs around behind their back and do all these, these stupid things in the movie. And, and you wonder how an organization like this functions. I mean, its leaders are all nuts. And how have they gotten on for hundreds of years? I found if you rate credibility from a, and I know fantasy is, is not real, but you, there's a difference between credible fantasy and not credible fantasy. If I rated it on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being absolutely no way credible, I'd live, give it about an 8.5. I did like some of the situations she got into, um, which I can't remember. But, you know, I, I kind of regarded it as a comedy until it started turning a little more serious. Well, that was it. You couldn't tell whether you're supposed to take it seriously and be on edge, which you weren't, uh, or or just you know sit back and laugh through the whole thing. And most of the humor escapes me. I recognize it on some level. It's hilarious, but I I, I just kind of like okay. Um, but I I did like her character. You know the way she came in and kind of took charge, and she didn't know what she was doing. She just had those letters to go by, and I I, I got a little confused. I I think the letters kind of over. They were necessary, but it got a little bit much when you'd have a, a few chapters, and then you go back to another letter and a few chapters. And of course, you know I have a, my own flashback problems with my own novel. But but um, letters going back and forth were were necessary, but it was it sort of broke your I mean, there were so many of them. I agree. Um, now, I have to say, uh, you know, what with students and everything else, and I know people hate it when I do this, and I don't care if you do spoilers because I may or may not finish this thing, um, but I have two comments. The, the first is, yeah, I agree with what you're saying, is the, the flashbacks kind of, of um, I, I got confused. And maybe that's part of my trouble. And the second comment I have is is sort of a, an offshoot of that. Um, because this was a bookshare book, uh, 
I read it on my brand new Victor Reader Stratus. And I love the Stratus, I have to tell you. The voice is so much better than the stream. I mean, it is so much better than the stream. And I have even switched over to the Ryan voice. And I like the Ryan voice. It's very cool. Well, I somebody was kind enough to do theirs on um, uh, MP3. So I was able to lo- download mine on MP3 right away. And that helped a lot, uh, having it play on my dig- digital talking book player on MP3. So that was that was kind of, made it kind of cool. Um, I, I love that, that Bookshare books are now on MP3. I really think that's great. Yeah, I enjoyed her character. I think I enjoyed the secretary a little more. Um, and I don't know. If I found another book by her, I might read it. The other thing I would have liked, I wish it had been a real voice, a real human voice instead of the machine voice. I was probably the one that re- recorded it for you or converted it for you because that was the first thing I did once I figured out where what it was. Well, A, thank you, and B, whatever we did, it would have been a would have been a um, machine voice. So I'll I'll take what I can. I'm still I'm still in the stage, you know, I was in the 60s and 70s when we were just grateful for whatever books we can get. So I'm probably a little less particular. I am somewhat particular, but you know, I'll take what I can get. Well, it's definitely better than the standard um, Hal, Hal 9000 after he's had his brain cut down to size voice. Well, that's true. And um, the voice on the Stratus is the same voice that Bookshare uses. So, um, although they use the Heather voice, and uh, I have a choice of Heather or Ryan, and um, if anybody wants to know about the Stratus, I'll be more than happy to tell you. But I you know, don't want to take up the time with extraneous junk. But, um, yeah, I like this, this secretary. I thought she was good. Um, I agree that the um, the credibility factor is, is just not there. I, I guess I find this to be true with a lot of urban fantasy. Um, I find that it's a lot harder to believe in it for the length of the story if it's urban fantasy um, than it is if it's sword and sorcery or, you know, set back a ways in time. Because I think when it's set back a ways in time, you know, like far away and, you know, it's it's a lot easier to believe things that are that are incredible. I think. I don't know. How, how do you feel about that, Lana? I can. I the thing about the thing I don't like about urban fantasy is when it's so blatant. I like it when it's you know the rest of the world is going on and nobody knows this is going on and somebody makes a discovery and I think we've read some of them where they discover you know that vampires really are real. Uh, the historian is a is a good example of an urban fantasy where you uh, you know the world doesn't really believe it and they follow. That's a good book by the way. Uh, and they follow up the clues and you have several levels of history and people generations and so on. 
Uh, but where you have the the vampires and the werewolves and the were rats and the and all those different animals and and people and dragons and so on, going on in a today's society, where the rest of the world is, is, somehow knows it's happening, that part I find incredible unless there's an explanation i don't know if anybody's ever read the, any of the border town books by i think will shetterly where there was an event and that event was where fairy came back and and fairy and the human world sort of collided and i mean they're the, both they exist at the same place but in different locations somehow in this border town is where the two come together and you had an event where things clashed but to just pick up in a city and say okay guess what there's vampires and werewolves and dragons and all these things running all over the city and you're supposed to believe it no i agree with you that that but i can believe it if it's handled right well that's the thing you know is is it's got to be handled right and as I've said before now, um, one of the things that I read, oh, years ago, in a treatise on um, C.S. Lewis, uh, was that one of the things that makes the Narnia books believable is that they are rooted in um, the commonplace. Um, I mean, people eat the same things that, uh, you know, we eat today. I mean, they eat sausages and they eat eggs and, and bacon and, and um, you know, that sort of stuff and, and fruit and, and so forth. They they ride horses and the horses are perfectly understandable. And um, I mean, they're not winged horses or anything. They're just plain old horses and they they have to be taken care of and they have to... You know, and they have to be fed, and they have to be watered, and they have to be uh, brushed down, and all this, you know, stuff that you got to do with horses, and um, all this commonplace stuff that, um, you know, isn't necessarily placed in this particular book. Um, yeah, they had cars, and they had chauffeurs, but they, um, I don't know, I just... Uh, it it didn't it didn't um, yeah the cre the credibility factor was very low. Yeah, I had trouble with it too because you know they had these events happen and you know the whole purpose of this unit was to cover them up. Well, how do you cover up a purple house or a house that glows purple that eats policemen? Um, or some of the other manifestations, like a, a flesh cube inside a police station. I could get along with them, but as far as believability, uh-uh. Well, they were supposed to be the super secret agency. And I'm sorry, they can't pull it off. And the, the, the fact that they could take kids away from their parents and, and nobody ever squeaked and nobody ever, uh, there were just too many things, too many, I mean, yes, it, they had a large budget, but come on, that, that won't work. When you know that England is going bankrupt, as is most of Europe, it, it doesn't work. Now, one thing about C.S. Lewis, I will say, Anne, his modern fantasies, his uh, uh, Out of the Silent Planet, Paralandra, and particularly that, that hideous strength, do play, take place in the here and now, but they work because and because they're very separated from 
I mean, they're experiments that are kept secret. The the NICE Institute in that hideous strength, to everybody else's understanding, it's just a big scientific experimental place, you know, and they, they don't know about Merlin riding around on a horse across the countryside. And, and when, this, when the final climax comes and everything falls apart, there are natural explanations for everything, I mean, natural appearances for everything that happens so people can explain it away except those who were there know what really happened and it's it has and it has a verisimilitude to it you can you can buy it that these things are happening in today's world without everybody else knowing about it, it it's hard i can't explain that i hear you and i totally understand because again what he does is he he grounds the book in the commonplace. I mean, here this book starts in this little college town with this woman who is having difficulty with her husband because he's always out at late meetings and stuff and they're, they're newlyweds and they're having marital difficulties. And, I mean, what is more commonplace than that? And, <laughs> and by the end of the book, of course, you've got... You've got uh, uh, you know, Mercury taking over the the uh, you know the the bodies of a whole crowds of people and making them speak in tongues so they can't understand each other and and the whole nine yards. I mean, you know, it's just it's it, but it works. It absolutely works because you 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 get you get drawn in gradually. It's like it's sort of like quicksand. You know, it's like a slow thing. And by the time you get to the end of the book, you 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 don't even realize that you've you've been way beyond the credibility, um, you know, threshold for for hundreds of pages, you know. <laughs> but I I do know exactly what you mean, and he does a masterful job. I that's one of my absolute favorite books, by the way. Well, and at the end, you you have all these horrible things happening at the feast and this head and so on, but it all goes away without anybody in the outside world knowing it. I mean, they know this disaster happened in the town, some sort of uh, uh, earth upheaval or whatever, they, either the water or whatever that broke down and, and everything, you know, and they know a big disaster happened, but nobody knows about all these things because most of them didn't get out alive. Uh, and and uh, you said it started out with her having marital problems and ends up with him coming coming to this cottage and there she is and and uh, they just pick up life uh, where not exactly where they started because they've changed but it it all it's all back to home exactly exactly he he blends the the real you know the real um, the real life with um, with the with the fantastic so well. I mean, you know, talk about blending the the fantastic with the with the uh, with the commonplace. I mean, here he he is, uh, Mark, what's his name, and he's been in jail and he's had all these experiences and he's escaped, you know, and he's trying to make his way home and he goes to this inn and he gets this meal and then he finds this wonderful fantasy story that he started reading when he was a kid and thought that he was too old for but and so quit reading and so he follows it through the whole of this serialized magazine or whatever the heck that's a wonderful image that you know here is this guy he's finally come to his right mind 
and, and he's following this fantastic tale through all these these issues of of um, you know whatever the magazine is I forget now, but uh, it's it's a wonderful image and it it just sort of ties things up so beautifully. It's just it's it's an amazing story. It truly is. Um, I I would absolutely not mind reading it again. I mean that, that is such a um, and and you know of course the two books from before um where he's he's melding the christian and the fantastic and the you know it's just that is really a, a fantastic story um all all three books are wonderful what's interesting is that you could read each one without having to read the others it helps if you've read the others and Paralandra might be harder to take, uh, I think, than Out of the Silent Planet or um, That Hideous Strength. But I think if you wanted to read uh, That Hideous Strength without having to read the others, you could put the pieces together and uh, read it without it without it being, you know, it's not like the sort of the um, uh, Jordan series where once you get past a couple of books, you don't know what's going on anyway. So it, it doesn't make any difference. Well... Uh, anybody else got any more comments on this uh, on this crazy book we just got done reading? I thought the ending was a flop. Okay. Uh, well, uh, do we want to continue to the next uh, uh, to the next level of the of the discussion? What are we doing next time? Didn't we talk about two books last time and say we'll do this and then do that one, or was that? last time that we said we'll do that one and then do this one. Okay, does anyone have any ideas? Has anybody read something over the past month that they'd like to recommend? Well, we've talked about that hideous strength. Shall we do it? Hang on a second. I'm looking to see. I've I've got my notes out. I'm looking to see what we said we were going to do. Sorry, I just spoke up because I wasn't hearing anything. Go ahead, look. No, um, I just have written here... The Rook for June. Um, but I don't have anything else written down. Oh, bother, bother, bother. Um, okay. Um, we could do that hideous strength. I wouldn't mind. Um, in fact... <laughs> uh, well, you know, if I say what I have, you guys will kill me. I have... A ripped copy, which I ripped myself for my own pleasure, of That Hideous Strength, read by Robert Donnelly. And it is wonderful. Oh, the old on discs that was available on disc. I remember that. That was wonderful. Yep. Um, I've got it. And it's not a bad recording, actually, if I do say so myself. Um... And I, I put it on CD, too. So, um, I could certainly reread it. It's absolutely not a problem. Um, is there anything else anybody has uh, suggests that we read? Um, I know in the mystery group, we're reading classics at the moment. Uh, next week, we're reading A Study in Scarlet. And we have determined to read the Alexander Scorby version 
um, which is available on BARD. But uh, uh, reading that hideous strength would certainly be classified as classic fantasy. Um, um, I can't think of anything else. Um, I'm so bad. I keep reading and reading, and then I never write down what I read, and so I don't remember half the stuff I read, you know, which is really bad. But anyway, um, hmm. Well, I can't think of anything. Marshall, you got any ideas? Nope, none at all. Um, I got hooked on on a couple of mystery books. So I haven't read any fantasy except the Rook. Oh yeah. Um, just as a as a an aside, um, the editor of the the uh, the recording can can edit uh, starting here. What are you? Uh, what mysteries did you get hooked on? Um, they're by Sue Henry. Um, I don't remember the title of the first one except it had some had the word Adidarod in it or a Diderot, or however you say it. And then the second one was called The Sleeping Lady. Um, I liked them both because I could get into the characters. They're, they're kind of like Dana Stabenow's, but from a, a different viewpoint. I think I saw something like, like Murder on the Iditarod Trail or something like that on, on the new books list a couple of weeks ago. I think it may not be the one you're talking about, but I saw something about a mystery on that on the Bard list. Uh, I don't have any different suggestions because I've been rereading stuff with Bookshare coming up on MP3. I'm, I'm taking some of my favorite books that, I, that aren't available except on Bookshare and downloading them on MP3 and rereading them, and it isn't, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. I did read something that I just love. I wish it was a better recording of, a better scanning job of it called Silk Roads of, and Shadows by, ooh, I think Susan Crinard uh, or um, uh, someone like that. And it's it's so much fun to read it, read by a voice that's better than I have on my stream or on my book sense. Yeah, I went back and did the same thing with H. Beam Piper's Little Fuzzy and the Other Human Race. I have a few I have a few more favorites that I want to get on on MP3 on the from from um, Bookshare that it's just it's just fun having that read that way and it's easier to tell how much time you have left in the book. Uh, I love knowing how much time I have left in a book. Yeah, that's that's very helpful. And um, I do like the MP3s from Bookshare. I've been I've read a, a couple of them. Um, I have gotten into um, the the Elizabeth Moon <laughs> fantasy. Um, you know her her um oh it starts out with oath of fealty and it goes um uh kings of the north and then there's a th the the latest one uh something about betrayal acts of betrayal something of betrayal anyway and then um you know you go back and you read the the original um the legacy of Gerd, uh, which you know has to do with with the um, the supposed saint that she's writing about, and 
Um, so I got into all that kind of stuff uh, back in May, and I really enjoyed that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know if you've read Elizabeth Moon's fantasy, but it's very good. So is this book, whatever the title is, on Bard or Bookshare? Because uh, I can't remember the title. Oh, That Hideous Strength by C.S. Lewis? I don't know. Um, I think it's probably on Bookshare. Uh, it's probably on Bookshare. And it's probably on Bard. Um, let, me, let me take a quick look. So hang on, folks, while I do that. Bless you, Ann. That's for the sneeze. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I do want to talk to you about the strata, but I'd kind of like to finish off the fantasy thing first. Well, I know, Ann, you were very involved in, um, in Elizabeth Moore. I know, Anne, you were very involved with Elizabeth Moon on her science fiction series, so you like the fantasy, too. We can do that instead. I mean, if that hideous strength isn't on Bard, it, it, it is best heard read by a good reader. Uh, it doesn't have to be the Robert Donnelly one, but the, somebody recorded it on talking on tape cassette a few years ago that was somewhat English sounding I think and and if it's if it's not on Bard we might want to delay it and maybe do one of the Elizabeth Moon books if that's what you want to do because it 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 is best you sit back and revel in the the quality of the reading as well as the book so Lana do you have any feelings about Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter I guess that's fantasy I hope so. I haven't read it. I just read Killing Lincoln, uh, which is a factual thing, so it might be interesting to follow up on it. But that would be a real case of how you combine fantasy with the real world, even though it is 1860s. Uh, or maybe it's from before he was elected president. I don't know. But that would be a real test of, we talked about verisimilitude in, in, a, in a, taking a real world and put a fantasy element in it. And that would be an interesting challenge. I, I haven't read it. It might be interesting to try. Should we do that next time? Well, I'm thinking about trying it because apparently they're making a movie of it. Well, we've two of us have already read that hideous strength more than once, so we might let. Do we do we want to go with it? That might be interesting. You know, it'd be kind of a <laughs> interesting situation. Unfortunately, I do not see it on Bard. I haven't checked Bookshare, but I'm assuming it's there. I hope it's there. Um, if it isn't, I'm going to be very upset. But apparently Bard has only the complete works of Narnia and um, Mere Christianity, which is a wonderful book, but it's not the one we want. Um, we could do that, or, um, you know, we, we could do uh, one of the Elizabeth Moon as well. Uh, you know, it's up to you guys. Whatever you want to do. Um, but uh, uh, if somebody wants to check Bookshare and see if it's there, um, that would be great. Because if it isn't there, then I think we're up a creek with no paddle. I think I'd like to do the Elizabeth Moon books, or one of them anyway. Um, I've liked her writing. When I think, I think I've liked her writing because <laughs> I vaguely remember reading stuff by her. Well, let's go for either that or Abraham Lincoln. Either one's fine with me. Well, if I had a choice between Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Slayer, and uh, 
Elizabeth Moon, I choose Elizabeth Moon. I mean, you know, that's just my personal preference. But um, um, I think if we're going to do Elizabeth Moon, we should probably do Oath of Fealty. Because that's on both Bard and Bookshare, as far as I know. And um, that way we can cover all of our bases and... Um, it's the it is the beginning of a series, but it's um, I think you could read it uh, as a as a, uh, a standalone. You know, I, I well, you see, I'm not I'm not series bound like some people, um, and I don't mind reading books in a series. But uh, yeah, I I think either the Moon Book or um, that hideous strength. Um, would be good. So, takes your pick. Let's go for Orth, 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 Oath of Fealty by Elizabeth Moon. I'm not. I may read Vampire Slayer on my own, but you have to have a certain attitude to believe in that thing. So let's do Elizabeth Moon. Yeah, we did enough with not credible this week. Let's do something more credible. And I like the idea that it's on, on Bard. Uh, we can we can let that hideous drink sit back and toast for a while. And and Marshall, I'll read. I think I'll read Vampire Slayer too, just for just for giggles. And then we can compare notes on it sometime. But that that Oath of Fealty sounds good to me. Okay, the book is Oath of Fealty, and I believe that's F E A L T Y. If I have the spelling wrong, you guys will correct me. But it's fealty as in um, being faithful to one's um, lord or king or whatever you want to call it. You all either do that or just do Elizabeth Moon on a, on a search and, and you'll see it so you don't have to worry about it. Does anybody know of a quick way to find books on Bookshare? Just for fun, I was going to download the Rook without using the link. I was just going to go on the Bookshare and download it. And I, I, I put it in quote, put the title in quotes, and I got, you know, page one of a hundred and some pages. And there, one of the names was Brooke, and one of the, even though I put quotes and spaces around them, does anybody know, anybody know a good way to use quick search to look for stuff on Bookshare? As I remember, I did a title search with just the Rook in it, and that brought it up fairly quickly. You know, it was one of the first ten, and less than that, I think. Oh, yeah, it was fairly early in the list, but, you know, you got this huge pile of, of books, you know, with because it says, uh, you know, one thing about Audible, you, you say author, or you arrow down title, arrow down keyword, and Bookshare is just author, title, or keyword. I wish they had a separate um, listing where you could go with author, or title, or keyword, and then you could be a little bit more precise in, in, your, uh, in your results and would make more sense. Actually, they do. Um, if you go, if you do a search, and if you use your arrow keys, there are a couple of combo boxes before the results. And the first one is um, where there is a combo box that says relevant searches as the top. And then if you open up the combo box, it says by title, by author by subject, whatever. And the second one is uh, the one for authors. 
and you can actually choose the author that you want. Um, but I would just go and look for uh, Elizabeth Moon, and you'll find it. I mean, there there will be like 15 books that'll come up if it's books you're you're looking at, because um, she's got the Vada War series, which is five books, and the Serrano Legacy, which is seven books, and then she's got all the the Oath of Fealty and all that. So um, you've got at least 12 books to go through before you find what you need, but it's in there. That's not the problem. I just don't want to get every book that has either the name, the word Elizabeth or the word Moon somewhere in its title or, or in its keyword description. And I use the quick search. Maybe you're supposed to use the advanced search, but I don't know the, all, this, all the relevant author title, ISBN number, and all that gaga you have to put in the advanced search. But anyway, I won't have to. This time it's on Bard, so that's cool. Okay, can we talk about the Strata now? Because I'm curious about it. I've only seen the name mentioned. I have no idea what it is. Okay, um, it's Stratus Singular, um, not Strata, which is plural. Well, I suppose if you had two of them, they would be Strata, um, two Strata. Uh, although I think <laughs> the folks at, at Humanware would laugh at you if, you if you said you had two Strata. But anyway, um, Victor Reader Stratus is the updated version of the old Victor Reader Classic Plus. I don't know if you're familiar with that at all. Nope. I only know about the stream. Okay. Well, the Stratus is a desktop model. It's about the size of um, the NLS player. It's a little lighter it's a little squarer, whereas the, the NLS one is more rectangular. Um, and it has a keypad that is very similar to the stream. And, in fact, it's, it's very si similar to the stream. It has, um, it plays CDs both music and mp3s and you know anything else you want to put on CD it plays uh, SD cards it has an SD slot and it has a USB port so you could use a um, thumb drive as well and it plays all of the file types that the stream plays except that it um, for the e-text, it has a much better voice. It's using the a cappella voices. Um, both Heather and Ryan, you can switch between the two, depending on what's your pleasure. And um, let's see, what else can I tell you? It's it's It runs on both uh, AC and batteries. And it has a, a built-in handle. Um, as I say, it's it's a desk model, so it's not the kind of thing you're going to sl slip in your purse. I now take my Victor Reader stream to the gym, and I walk on the treadmill, and I'm listening to my stream with the earphones as I'm walking on the on the treadmill. Um, so, because <laughs> uh, it's so small, and you can hook it over your belt or whatever. Um, 
but that's what the stratus is. Um, what else can I tell you? Does it allow for foldering? Because on my stream, there are some things I think that the talking books can't be foldered very effectively. And I don't remember if the audible books can be foldered or not. But um, And maybe I don't have it the most updated. I haven't updated my program for a while because I always use my book sense. But I'll use folders and subfolders all over the place on my, on my sense. And does, it, does this allow for folders and subfolders within categories? I think it does, yes. Um, I haven't tried that with the DAISY books, but it does with uh, MP3s. It, uh, it's, it's very good about that. Um, by the way, they have a special humanware on the Stratus. If you have an old stream or an old Victor Reader of any kind, they will give you a $75 discount, which is why I jumped at this, because ordinarily the things are $455, $455 and with the $75 discount, Plus shipping, it ends up being four, four o two or something. Um, but they will give you a um, a discount. Um, I don't know if either of you are um, or were participants in the beta test for NLS, but the player that they gave us for the uh, beta test is very similar to the Stratus. So that. If if that helps you at all, to envision what we're we're talking about here. Um. Damn, I've forgotten what I was going to say. Come on, rem get my brain working again. Are you having a senior moment, Marshall? You're not old enough for that, are you? Yeah, I am. Um. I just can't, I cannot remember what it is. Cause you, oh, I remember what it is. They don't want to stream back, do they? Because I don't want to lose my stream. Well, you'd have the card. You'd still have the books on SD card. They'd probably be uh, convertible. Or, or you're saying you want it to carry with you. No, they don't want your stream back. They, all they want is the serial number of the stream. Or the, you know, whatever old player you have. That's all they want. And um, you get the $75 discount. Well, I might actually go for something like that. Um, I wonder if they'd give me a discount of $150 because I have two streams. Um, I lost one and panicked before I found it, so I actually ordered a second one. That's an addiction. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh dear. Um, I don't know. They probably won't do that. But um, if you give them the serial number for one, they will certainly give you the uh, seventy-five dollar discount, which brings the whole, you know, as I say, the price down to three eighty, which is a little more palatable than four fifty-five. Um, and as I say, you do have to pay the twenty dollar, twenty-two dollar shipping, whatever you do. So. Um, the end end price is something like four hundred and two dollars, something like that. Yeah, I think it's four hundred and two. That's what I paid. But the special's only on till July first, so you got to make your decision between now and then. Oh, I'll make the decision. Um, 
Either of you own a Trekker Breeze? I know they've got a special on now, $200 off, probably because they're either getting ready to discontinue it or announce a new model at the conferences. That's how I got my Intel Reader cheap. I think they're going to discontinue it. But, uh, you know, even if it only lasts for a few years, getting a, a reader for um, uh, a little over $600 of shipping and handling compared to eighteen or 2800 what some of those se- you know separate readers. I'm talking about a scanner. Uh, scanner translator uh, you know if, so what if they're going to end the product I get I get the bargain so you know I'd just be a little nervous they drop their map support so you can't get new maps after a year or so map I was talking about the Trekker Breeze which is the GPS system sorry to switch subjects well I'm the one that switched subjects so that's okay well it's still humanware so we're we're not too far afield um, but yeah okay well, I think I'm going to go and see about getting some kind of late-night snack before I go to bed. Um, so I'm going to go. Uh, got any more questions about the Stratus? Nope. Uh, you've answered all of them. I can't keep track of all of the new devices that are coming out. Well then, um, if we haven't already stopped the recording, this is the conclusion of the fantasy book discussion for June for Sunday, June seventeenth. Uh, and next month, our book will be Oath of Fealty by Elizabeth Moon. And I hope all of you have a great month. Thank you. Night, everybody. Good night.